Hey y'all, I'm Kendallin. And I'm Brandy. And you're now tuned in to God and Lemonade. Hey y'all, we would love to connect with you. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at God and Lemonade and send your questions to details at GodandLemonade.com. Now let's get to the show. Hey everybody, it's Kendallin here uh, representing God and Lemonade. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Brandy is out today. She is out of town doing amazing things, so... Let's send her some love. We miss her. Uh, And Brandy, if you are listening, you remember what I told you. All right, I need $10 worth of everything you can get me, okay? Thank you. (laughs) Um, But it's all good because today we have friend of the show, Robin, here with us. You guys um, heard from Robin on episode three when we talked about church hurt. Uh, Robin and I have been friends for about four years now you know it was four years ago when she walked into my office you know begging me pretty much (laughs) to to hang out with her uh no but um it was my first year in the school system as a counselor and she was a teacher first year at the school and we just hit it off and you know she left the school after the first year and I stayed and um I, you know, she called me and she's like, you have to come where I am. I really miss you. <laughs> it really didn't go like that. But anyway, I love her. She's amazing. So she's here with me today. So hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Robin, thank you so much for sitting in. You're so welcome. Uh, so today we are talking about dun, a, dun, dun. <laughs> a very interesting topic. And we're going to talk about sex, girl. Oh, Lord. Yeah, so what are your thoughts about sex in general? So, you know, in an intelligent sense, you think sex is just a means of procreation. Mm -hmm. This is how you have a child. This is how you have a family. But the more you grow and develop and mature, not only as a Christian, but as a as an adult, you understand that sex has a lot more things tied to it than mm. just procreation. And so it's a very um, it's a very broad topic <laughs> with a lot of lanes to uh, uncover and discover. So yeah Ooh. what do you think girl first of all <laughs> before i talk about what i think my father okay and mother listen to this show and i just oh, want to say yeah. oh gosh um don't okay <laughs> <laughs> whatever like, you do don't listen right you stop right here parents uh and no and you know sex is sex is awesome mm-hmm. you know but god created it so why wouldn't it be right uh, and so I guess when I think in general, I have to kind of take my mind back to when I thought about it in such a general, whatever kind of sense. Um, just something to make you feel good. I mean, honestly, like when thinking about it as a younger person, just doing whatever mm-hmm. and not knowing what you're doing. Right. Um, but so obviously, hopefully, prayerfully, you mm-hmm. know, your thought process matures, whether or not you follow God or not. And you start to realize that. Sex is like a big deal. Yeah, it is. So today we want to address the topic from a a God place. Like when you follow God, like what is that journey of sex like then? Yeah. Especially when you are <laughs> not married. Because we already know when you're married, you get, you know, your Bible whole life is, is <laughs> right. The bed is undefiled. Right. So you do what you do. Okay. And you do it often. That's and right. And you do it amazingly. <laughs> Yeah, when you're, you're when you're married, I'm just saying. Yes, when you're married, God <laughs> honors marriage and everything that comes with that. Right. So, obviously, well, okay. Speaking for myself, like, oh gosh, my parents. Um, <laughs> speaking for myself, I think, you know, at some point, I had to start thinking, like, first of all, God created sex for a purpose, mm-hmm. right? Certainly. And. 
it's more than just to make babies. I mean, he did say be fruitful and multiply the earth. So that's a big part of it, you know, have children. Uh, but it's so much more to it than that. And we it just, is. we don't think about that, like when we're going through things. And so I think for those of us that, you know, unfortunately did not save it until marriage, you struggle so much more yeah. when you do start to follow God. And I think that sex is one of those flesh things that gets the biggest pass of like every sin. Yeah. It's just like, oh, like I'm going to follow God, but I'm still going to have sex. So why do you think that's like such a struggle? I think it's a struggle. And I think you said it best. It's a flesh thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what we wrestle with as opposed of, um, as opposed of a, a spiritual thing. Our desire mm-hmm. is to walk with God. Our desire is to love God, especially um, when you have committed to the walk. But I think sometimes we don't understand the the fullness of that commitment because the fullness of that commitment requires us to change a lot. And if you're not at a place in your life where you desire that particular change, then mm-hmm. you ensue a huge struggle between what you want and what God wants. Right. And I think the, the, the real battle comes in that you know both of those. You know what you want and you know what God expects of you. And so it's like... Lord, can you make this decision for me? Because I can't. <laughs> right, but you can. I mean, because he's given you, first of all, all the knowledge you need to know. That First of all, he's told us it's better to marry than to burn and lust around here, out True. here just, you know, wanting sex. Um, And so he told us what to do. But I think a big part of it is, like, that relationship piece. And you actually feel accountable to God, mm-hmm. like, further than, like, oh, like, I just believe in God. So, Whatever. I think once you actually have a relationship with yeah. a person, like even like when you think about your friends or your parents, like a tangible person, like it's certain things you're not going to do. So I think once you build that relationship with God, it's certain things you're not going to do. So for me personally, you know, I have decided to be celibate um, a while ago, but, you know, I just kind of really have like stuck to it because it's hard because that flesh, ooh. You got to deny it every day. That's what Paul says. Like, I got to kill it every, every day. Every <laughs> single day. But I think once you get to the point where you're just like, I'm not playing around, it's so much easier to do it because you start wanting other things. So right. for me, like at this point, like I don't want anything to compromise my relationship with God. For me, it's not even about like, oh, like I have to wait until marriage. I do. But it's more about like, I don't want to compromise that relationship. Right. So I need to do what this this man, woman, whatever God presents mm-hmm. as, told me to do and stop playing around before I go to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> I mean, although obviously you can be your sins can be forgiven, but Amen. the point is, a lot of us with sex is not. You know, you do have times where you might honestly slip up, but I think a lot of times, like we're intentionally doing it. Mm-hmm. And and the Bible also says, "Fools deny wisdom." Okay. Yes. All right, so when you already know what you're supposed to do and you're purposely like, all right, well, I'm going to do everything else the Bible says, but you know what? I'm going to have sex. It's just not worth it. Um, So basically, I just look at it as everything in life has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Sex has a purpose. It's not just for fun, and a lot of us are doing it. For fun. For fun, just to get pleasure, just to have pleasure. Um, but there's actually purpose behind it. And I was listening to um, this really great sermon that gave a couple of purposes of sex. So one purpose that the pastor said sex was for was obviously for pleasure. Of course, God created it and God creates great things. So why wouldn't it be great? You know, mm-hmm. um, also to make babies, which we already know. Um, another thing is for oneness. So, you know. You know, when a man leaves his family, finds a wife, he becomes one with her. You know, mm-hmm. and that's a great way to connect. I mean, you're inside of the other person's body. How right. much closer can you get? True that. Um, it's also for knowledge, just knowledge of your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, they get to know the deepest parts of you. And even sometimes when you're having sex in your mind, you're just like, oh, well, it's not affecting me. Like, it's just sex. It's not just sex because we're not animals we're like human beings who 
live from our souls. We live from relationships. Um, so it's, you know, I, I thought that was, I was like, oh my gosh, you know what? That's so right. Like who doesn't want to have like that oneness connection with their that partner? relationships, mm-hmm. certainly so, yeah. It's also for protection. You know, you just, I think it's just connecting with that person one-on-one. You are becoming one person. And, you know, you can't deny sex to each other. You know, it's right. what you guys do right. for each other. And then for comfort. Um, and I was like, you know what? Now, who is thinking about all those things when they're out here having sex? I mean, do you do those things cross your mind? <laughs> um, Definitely the, the oneness and relationship. And I think pleasure probably comes to everybody's mind. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> because let's not front. But the other the other things are are more thought provoking, more contemplating things, more um, things that happen when you are in a marriage with somebody, and you are you have that that type of commitment, that type of relationship where um, it's more than just pleasure. It's it's the connectivity. It is the knowledge of that person. You know, it's an intimacy. It's an intimacy that we can have with one another, and it's an intimacy that we can actually share with God to know His ins and outs, and for Him to, for us to allow Him to know our ins and outs. And one thing I, I often think about, not just in relation to um, sex, but just in relation to living, mm-hmm. is that there are certain certain things we, I think, are cognizant or cognitively say, God, you can't see this, mm-hmm. and we fail to realize that he sees everything <laughs> anyway and it's like right. you're saying don't look don't look but he already knows so right. why are you even saying that right so I think I you know I had my don't look moments because I was trying to please man mm-hmm. more than I was trying to please God um like for me it was like my validation has to come through mm-hmm. these relationships That's where strong. sex was acceptable And even in times where I was just like, I'm not going to have sex because I totally live for Jesus. I would always be to a point where I would compromise that, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, but who am I compromising this for? For a person that may or may not be here, you know, for a person, does this, will this person offer me all of these things that comes as as a result of sex outside of just pleasure? And guarantee. Right. That, that's, that's the I think, the most right. important part. God guarantees these things. Right. Man cannot. Right. Or then if I'm just making a baby to make a baby with a person who won't even be there with me to raise this child. Girl, now you talking my whole Okay, life. because <laughs> then it say, girl, you know, I have to call you out on a slick. But then it says, you know, be fruitful and multiply. So people like, oh, well, I had a baby and, you know, my baby is the biggest blessing. Now, the baby is a great blessing. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say this is not. Don't come for me, parents. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, then the Bible also goes on to say, train up a child in the way that they should go. Okay, and it talks about both parties doing that. But how do you do that? I mean, obviously, there are, like, single parents. And a dad and a mom are still raising them, and that's Mm -hmm. awesome. But for a lot of these situations where babies are just being made, who is training up these children in anything? Mm -hmm. So although making babies is a part of the purpose, we're still not serving the purpose any justice. Mm -hmm. Right. You just kind of, you know. And so I saw this meme that said... um, something about not being able to cheat on someone you're in love with um and i thought like you know we are so quick to always talk about things in a worldly sense but what about cheating on god because that's what that is because at this if you're not married then you are his your body is his until it is your husband's and so you cheating on him. Mm-hmm. So why don't we think about that? Why is it such a, sh- you know, coming from a person, that, and I don't know if you guys, if you haven't heard episode three, Robin told a little piece of her story, mm-hmm. uh, but she has a child, and she is not married to anyone, okay? <laughs> 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 and so why do you think, you know, what is the struggle for you? Um, In that instance or presently? Just in whatever you want to say. So... I think the struggle for me is, um, and it's, it's kind of, I think um, it's, it's fitting. The most important thing is that we, we, we tell on ourselves to one another, and what it does is it helps you to help me, and we all get better. That's the whole point. Right. But um, Jesus said it best. He said, you can't be lukewarm. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you either be hot 
or I'd rather you be cold because if you're lukewarm, I'm just going to spit you out. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us, and I include myself in that, we stand in a middle ground Mm -hmm. and we assume that, well, I go to church every Sunday. I pay my tithes. I do the majority of the things that God asked me to do. However, Mm -hmm. I got this little little (laughs) bitty. It's just real small. It's so small. (laughs) I'm not doing it every day. <laughs> now, I mean, we begin to make it's like excuses once a month. It's once a month, God. Can I get a pass? For sin. <laughs> right. And the truth of the matter is, and, and God is a good God in that he does not serve degrees of sin. Mm-hmm. Everything is on the same line. Right. And the wages of sin is death, no matter what the sin is. Mm-hmm. But it kind of calls into question almost like, why do you almost walk a perfect walk and you literally are okay with teetering out this way even if if that's a little bit even if it's a lot of it and then we start to make excuses right well i'm in a monogamous relationship but Mm -hmm. you're not married or well i'm not just giving it up to anybody but you're giving it up like we start to make those little excuses and then it's like you know let me go ask for forgiveness and one thing that i've learned um is i stop asking for forgiveness for the things I know I have not gone to God for help on. Mm-hmm. Because for some of us, and I include myself in that, I need help with sex. I'm mm-hmm. not even going to front or lie. <laughs> right. I need help with that. I'm telling you, God is good because he'll keep it away. Mm-hmm. You be like, oh, does he still love me? And you start contemplating these different questions. But God didn't allow you to see, no, I'm trying to get you to walk how you said you wanted to walk. I'm trying to get you to have that full commitment with me that you said you wanted. Right. And then you're just like, oh, okay, Lord. (laughs) Right. Whatever you say. But he's not looking at me this, especially if you're in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And like you, you know, I've been through this before being in a relationship and trying to like, trying to be in a relationship, trying to serve two masters, Mm -hmm. child. That's pretty much what you can say. You know, trying to be in a relationship. Right. Trying to be in a relationship and trying to like, serve God at the same time when you and the other person are not even on the same page so it's just like okay well God I want to do what you told me to do but I also want him to desire me too but at the end of the day if he's not my husband his desire is not my concern right my concern is is God proud of me right is he pleased at what I'm doing and so that's what we struggle because a lot of times and I'm sure I'm not the only person sometimes you it's not like you don't even it's not even about the sex again it's about that person wanting you like you feeling like you're wanted by that person now there are some people who are extremely i think we're all sexual beings obviously but some people are extremely sexual and have other um struggles other things they need to pray for um to help be delivered from and that's Mm -hmm. different from this but you know you have to find your hope and your validation and your love in god before you can find it in man I think that's the key word. A lot of times we look to be validated by others to the point where we compromise our relationship. Girl, ooh, compromise your whole life. Just don't even know. You just going to, ooh, <laughs> girl. Hmm. Well, you know, this is a conversation that we usually have with us girls uh, because we're usually the ones, at least as far as I know, trying to run from sex because you all you're trying to do is live for Jesus, okay? But with us today... Um, we actually have a male in the building to give his perspective. <laughs> so that's going to be exciting. Uh, so we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, guys, we are back. And today with us, we have a special guest. <laughs> we have a male in the chair for the first time, but finally, goodness gracious, uh, we love the girls, but it's always good to have a male's perspective. So his name is Andre, and we've actually never met him in the flesh, but um, we met him on Instagram. I guess we started following each other's accounts, and um, I would see the videos he posted, and I was just kind of intrigued because I was like, first of all, there is a brother super talking about God, okay, like... Let's pause right there. <laughs> um, and then um, I was just like interested halfway because I'm nosy, but I'm a college just being a counselor and always wanting to know people's stories. And I was just like, what is his story? Like, how did he get here? Because I don't personally know a lot of males who are just like super, super sold out. Um, and so he shared some of his story with me through a video um, just about how basically like, sex was one of the big things that was 
kind of holding him back um, from a real relationship with God and how he's now trying to move forward without sex. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, are you a unicorn? Because, uh, you know, most males and there are females, too, who are not just trying to give up the sex. I was going to say give up the D. (laughs) But he's a male, so, you know, he's giving out the D. Excuse me. (laughs) We love God here, I promise. Um, So, hey, Andre. Hey, how you doing, Kendall? (laughs) Fine, how are you? Thank you so much for joining us. Um, It's obviously, you know, that we're talking about sex and... Sex is so many things. I mean, you can address so many topics when you talk about sex. So a lot of people listening, you may have virgins. You may have people who um, are currently having sex. Masturbation might be an issue. Porn could be an issue. I mean, there are so many topics to address. So what we first want to get into with you is, like, just tell us a little bit about your God journey. Okay. Well, for uh, all of you who don't know me, which is all of you, uh, my name is Andre Green. Uh, I'm 26 years old, and uh, I grew up in church. Uh, a lot of people can hold that same uh, testament saying that they grew up in church. But a lot of us don't really know who God is until we have that true encounter with him. And I didn't have my true encounter until I was 22 years old. Of course, I grew up in church, like I mentioned. And uh, I always uh, went to church. Uh, I read the Bible. Not uh, read to study, but I was just reading it. And, of course, some of the words stick out to you. You understand some of it. But uh, at 22 years old, I had just lost my scholarship playing basketball. I played ball, and um, I was going to a junior college called South Georgia Technical College. And um, after I lost my scholarship due to the school I went to before that called Carver Bible College, I owed them money and, um, in order to be eligible to play in uh, the – the region or the conference I was in, NCJAA, mm-hmm. you need your official transcript from every uh, college or high school you've attended. Yeah. So I went back to the previous school, Carver Bible, to get my transcript, and they said, you're ineligible, and I was like, why? And they said, because you have a balance on your account. I said, what's the balance? They said $2,900. I didn't have $2,900. Therefore, end up to me losing my full scholarship because I couldn't get my transcript from that school. Mm-hmm. So um, after that, you know, uh, I really lost faith. Uh, I was hurt because that was one of my love. That's one of my compassions, basketball. Mm-hmm. And um, when I lost my scholarship at the end of 2012, uh, after Christmas movement going into 2013, I was 22 years old. And um, I start. I went back into the world. Uh, I start, you know, having sex again, uh, masturbation. Um, I wasn't really into the world as far as going to sleep with a lot of women, but I was sleeping with women. And um, that was my Goliath in my life. And um, a lot of people want to have different Goliaths. Um, some people deal with uh, sex addiction, some drugs, mm-hmm. some lying, some killing, some stealing. It just depends on, you know, what God may have you go through. But uh, mine was definitely sex addiction. Um, it's, it's taking a toll on a lot of people's lives. And speaking from my perspective, it's one of the hardest demons to get over. Mm-hmm. It really it, it really is. And like... Uh, you guys said uh, this thing can you can go so many different ways with the word sex. There's so many different outlets, so many different doors that you can enter and not return. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. So before you decided to live for God, one hundred percent, what role did sex play in your life? Oh, uh, it was it was it was a it was a big role. Uh, I wouldn't say 100% or even 75, but uh, it, it did take a toll on my life uh, because, it, like like I said, it, it held me back. Um, I thought about sex like whatever you feed your body, that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know? so, what, so, for instance, if I feed, if I feed myself chicken all the time, uh, that's, that's what my appetite is going to be. I'm going right. to be so used to eating chicken, that's what I'm going to eat if you guys ask me. I'm hungry, what you want to eat? That's going to be the one of the things that I would say I want to eat. So if you're feeding your body or your mindset, I want sex, and um, you, you know, you, you deal with those things, that's what, you, that's what you're going to go, that's what you're going to go look for. So if I get the, the urge to say I'm horny, whatever you want to call it, um, and you fulfill those lusts, you're going to go looking for things that you want. Uh, it could be porn, it could be masturbation, it can be intimate sex, it could be oral sex, it could be sodomized sex, it could be any kind of sex that, uh, you know, 
that your your flesh is willing to fulfill. Mm-hmm. So if you feed yourself those images or those thoughts and you dwell on it, sure enough, it's going to overtake you in your mindset. Right. So, like, what was your... Like, what was your thoughts, though, about sex? Was it just, like, did you think about, you know, what God in the Bible says about sex much during that time? Or was it just, like, I just want it because that's what I've been doing? Uh, it was like that. I just want it thing. Like you said, uh, a lot of people say, well, I want to live for God, but I want to do this, too. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But I want to I want to, I want to, have my sex thing because mm-hmm. it's pleasure. I mean, it's one of the things that a lot of people, you know, think that it's, it's a great thing and when you're a kid and when you were teenage years as a as a young man i'm speaking on my behalf uh that's one of the first things you want to do when you get older man you, know, you want to have sex you want to go out and experience women because that's what you <laughs> that's that's what you you know you learn around uh people if you're 14 years old you're gonna be hanging around 16 17 years old and if that's what you're hearing you're gonna be intrigued and interested in those things so right and then to be fair i mean we are extremely, I mean, we're sexual creatures. I mean, so even like as little people, you know, you kind of, they say that a lot too with little boys. I don't know because I'm not a little boy, but, you know, Robin has a little boy. <laughs> the little boys like touch themselves yeah. and do stuff. And, you know, it just starts really early. And so now one thing, one good thing that I did here from the sermon I was listening to was saying that we have to change our conversation about sex because, Right. Growing up, you hear that sex is bad, bad, bad. Stay away from sex. So, you know, it's like you telling like, oh, don't go over there into that closed room. So and then I'm people are go. like, well, what's in the room? <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like you have to start talking about what sex really is. Sex is made by God. Sex is good. Sex is awesome. But this is the purpose for it. And I think with children and teenagers especially, because we work with kids. So, And I've worked with like kindergarten you know, up to oh, high school, yeah. they know some stuff. And so you have to have that conversation that, yes, it's amazing, but there's a time and place for it. There's and an so, order for it. Right, there's an order for it. So waiting is what's most important. And so I think, I mean, although probably especially as little boys, like teenagers still would like really, really want to have sex, at least like we're having an open conversation about it. Yeah. All right. So All right. Andre, how and when did you decide that having sex outside of marriage was an unacceptable behavior for you? Just I just kind of observed around the people and how, how they act. Um, sometimes you got to uh, experiment. Uh, what I mean by experiment is uh, take yourself out the realm of sex, even if it's just for a week or two. And you kind of hear people's conversations and, and their motives. And that kind of, you know, tells you, you know, how people are without that. So to answer your question, um, without having sex and what got me away from, you know, wanting to have sex outside of marriage. Um, it's, it's, it, it can kill you. There's a lot of things that can, you know, lead you into that direction. There's death, mm-hmm. there's baby, there's babies. Like you, uh, like you guys also mentioned that, uh, a lot of men are going to want to take care of, mm-hmm. um, there's disease, <laughs> there's, uh, different spiritualities that you can be, be combined, uh, combined with, uh, That's like true. for instance, you might run into people in the natural world. You're like, man, he or she is bipolar. And the reason that uh, that they're bipolar because they have so many other spirits conflicting with their spirits. Mm-hmm. One one minute they're happy, the next minute they're sad, and the next minute they're nice. It's because these spiritual demons are fighting and tagging, tagging against one another. And a lot of people don't look at the spiritual. They're looking at the physical. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the biggest issue we have today, not only in the church, but in the world. Yeah, so you're saying, like, for you, you got to a point that you just step back and really just start looking at it from a spiritual perspective. Exactly. Yeah. And why, like, and you know, a lot of us, well, not a lot of us, because people do that. Well, I don't know if I looked at it like that. Like, oh, my gosh, like, what am I putting? It's kind of like the food you eat. Like, what are you putting inside of your body? Okay. (laughs) Or what are you putting your body inside of? And what comes of that? Uh, And like you said, there are a lot of different type of struggles that can come out of that. But what even made you, like, say hold up like i'm doing too much like let me take a step back there was one particular situation that uh like uh when i when i when i backslid i'm a christian i backslid backslider for those who don't know is one that comes to christ and know god's way but you venture off to go back into sin go back into bondage go back into egypt uh and what this particular situation did to me was uh it ran me away from it ran me away from seeing it ran me away from sex. Uh, in this particular situation, I was talking to a young woman 
a young woman, and um, we was we was chilling in my room, was in my bed. Um, there was no sexual activity going on, but um, we were just having a conversation, one on one conversation, both of us laying in the bed, and she was pretty much telling me how uh, she deal with another another dude, which I already knew of. But um, I wasn't questioning her or whatever, but she just felt like, why you got to question me about, you know, another dude, what I do is my business. And that opened my eyes. Like, it, it turned on a light. Like, hold up. This mm-hmm. woman is laying in my bed. Mm-hmm. And she think it's okay for right. her to lay in my bed and also deal with other men at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that was the eye opener for me. Like, mm-hmm. well, these, these demons or these people are really out here to kill you. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's what people got to be aware of. You know, a lot of people get caught up in the in the parents that they just deny the signs. But that's what drew me back to God. That's what made me say, okay, it's unacceptable for me to be having sex outside of marriage. And here's a reason why, right here. Right. So why do you think it's so easy for us to give sex a pass? Because we're human. <laughs> that's, Amen. That's everybody's number one answer. That's everybody's number one answer. Oh, I'm a human. Oh, God made me. He, if, if it wasn't for us, why he makes sex? And people not understand that God is a God of order. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He, he said we can have sex, but there's there's a way that we should do it. We should be married. We should be in oneness. We should mm-hmm. be we should we we become a unity, and we'll be able to share that love or that or that pleasure you desire. But it'll be in a godly manner versus just out here, you know, in the world, just all willy nilly that could kill you because the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. Mm, just, right. just doing it, doing any and everything with anybody. Just yes. being, being your nastiest with somebody you're not even going to see tomorrow. Man, it's, just... it's, the, it's nasty because a lot of people go to a bathroom, or you think about a bathroom, a uh, public restroom, right? <laughs> quick, quick trip, for instance. Think about quick trip, for instance. You go to the bathroom, you see the bathroom all messed up. Ain't no telling how many people been there in Ooh. that one particular stall. <laughs> right. It's the same thing when you're dealing with one person. And you don't know who's been there, who's been in there, who's been out of there. You don't know. But you're taking a guess and unprotected sex, oh, it could hurt you. It could damage you. Oh, yeah. You could be a virgin and let up to one person, some person that you just met or you love them or you've been with them for a year, but you never had sex before. But you not being married, you not taking the proper steps, can have sex with this person that you've been loving on for a year, never had sex before, but you're loving that person for a year, and you lay down with this man or woman unprotected, and now you got what she has and what everybody else has that that person has been with. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that also goes back to what you said earlier about demonic forces and the the attributes of sex that are spiritual. Not only are you laying down with somebody and allowing disease to infest your body, you're also allowing demonic forces to infect your soul. And I think that's a lot of that's something that we sometimes miss, especially when we have this degree of randomness when we when we have sex with different partners or when we are not committed or when we're not married or you know have that structure or that order that God wants us to you're infecting your soul you know all of a sudden you're a sweet nice person and then you become the meanest person in the world and you don't even know how that is and it's because you are you are dealing with somebody else's spirit exactly. and not even you Exactly, and, it, and that's what that's how the devil comes to, you know, a lot of people you hear, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes. That's that's one of the ways that he do it. That's one of the ways. A lot. I mean, he's not going to get a lot of people into drug addiction because everybody don't like to do drugs, but sex is one of the biggest things that's out. If you log to social media right now, hmm. if you go follow 10 random people, I guarantee you, you're going to see sex on one of those 10 people's pages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything is about but, sex. Sex sells. Sex sells. And it's just like... any channel. <laughs> right. Yeah, but that's that's one of the biggest that's one of the biggest hurts, man. It really is. I've dealt with it. And um back to what you said, uh, on the on the demonic forces. Uh when I when I like I told you when I was with that young lady in my bed, uh that particular night, that was in no that was around November twenty sixteen. Um, I then, you know, went to fast and I went I took I uh counseled all my uh, social media pages. I, I deleted all of them. And that the night that I did that I had demonic, uh, I went to a demonic fight that night mm-hmm. with two demons in my sleep. I'm talking about when I woke up, I was sweating. Yeah. I'm talking about sweating like I had been in a fist fight or, or been swimming. And I knew that I was going into the right direction, That's finding right. God. Because if I would have stayed, I would have died. Because the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think it's a game, but you would die in your sin. Hmm. You know, 
But um, I Especially went. Especially that sexual one because you, a lot of times people are so blinded, like can't even see that like it's a problem. Like nothing, yeah. nothing about the outcome of it is good. Because it feels good, and that's why we don't see it as a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, because we're flesh, and if we don't know who God is, we we going off pleasure. We think pleasure is the best thing popping. Right. So, so we ain't gonna see the wrongness inside of pleasure unless we step outside of who we are. Right. In the flesh. So, what has been the reception of you walking away from sexual relationships? Is it positive or negative? Because you're a male. <laughs> Uh, he's, he is an attractive male people. <laughs> so, you know, uh, thank you. you're welcome. <laughs> so it's not like, you know, you're somebody who people would just like overlook, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, is has it been hard for you? Like, what's it like? What's going on in these DMs? Like, you know, are people like, you're crazy for walking away? You know, how has it been? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a little bit of both. How about that? Yeah. Uh, it has, it has its pros and cons, but mainly the good, the great thing. I like to point out the positive before I point out the negative. Mm-hmm. So the great thing about it is uh, salvation, eternity. Yeah. Um. That's 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 the key to to any relationship or uh, with God. Uh, being that is um the positive that I see out of this is you able to step back and find out who people are for themselves. Because if you don't have sex in it, now you're able to see who a person really is. Mm-hmm. If you really can adapt with that person, can you really go out and have have fun with that person? Mm-hmm. Can you really depend on them to have your back if you go broke? Can you really do this or can you really do that? That's when you when your eyes are open. Because if not, if a person is, you know, giving you good pleasure in, in that sense, you're not going to think about how many times they hurt you. Because, you know, if they hurt you five times, they can make up for it with the, uh, with, with the sex. Mm-hmm. And then you're back in la-la land. Right. Like they didn't hurt you. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's it, it can be a good outlet. But the positive in that is... um. You're able to stay away and, and find out what's what's really out there for your life. And so what do the ladies think? Like, I don't know, like, since then, has anybody, you know, been interested or you've had those conversations? But when you do and you tell people, like, oh, but I'm not having sex, like, what are they saying? Well, uh, I actually had one encounter a little over a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um as a young lady that I was interested in. I've been knowing her for about four years, but we never, you know... Uh, had really deep conversations over text message and you know those conversations text messages really don't don't last long but um this particular woman i was interested in her she's a beautiful young woman and um she thought the same of me and um we had a conversation i was like you know what i'm single i'm god fearing i asked her the same thing she said yes i believe in christ i was like okay bet you know what i'm saying like run it (laughs) turn up you know what i'm saying run it so we having this conversation or whatever about two hours we actually get on uh, uh, Facebook Messenger, you know. We got on Facebook Messenger, uh, and we had a conversation for about two hours. But throughout that whole conversation, I heard sex every bit of five or six times. I'm just like, dang, you you say you of Christ. How? I'm thinking like, dang, am I tripping? Then I'm going back in my mind like, well, I can't judge her because, every, you know, we're not perfect. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Some people deal with the same things. And me, for one, I dealt with these sexual demons, so I know how they can attack your mind. So sometimes... You just got to know who you are in Christ. Don't worry about who the next person mm-hmm. are. If you know who you are, you'll be able to eliminate any situation. So this particular situation, that night, you know, this conversation around about five or six. So it was daytime when we had this uh, Facebook audio uh, recording. So later on that night, we talked the next day and I went to sleep on it. woke up the next day and something told me in my spirit, cut it off. So I hit her up with a message or whatever saying, you know, um... I want to continue to uh, pursue my pursue my wife. Um, I don't think you're it. I think you're a very nice person. You're ambitious. You're beautiful. You're a good person. But where I am in Christ and where I am in life, I don't think you can help me get to the next level. And um, throughout our whole conversation yesterday for two hours, I heard sex so many times that it turned me off. Right. And you're and you're a woman. Right. You know what I'm saying? I understand that, like you said, we have those desires, we have those urges. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, for you to speak boastfully and proudly about it, like you just in, like it's an end thing, and you say you of Christ, it kind of shows you who you are. Right. And listen, there. Okay, listen, everybody out there, there is nothing wrong with shutting a person down and telling a person you are not my husband or you are not my wife, even if they are a good person, they have great things they're bringing to the table. They still might not be your spouse, and so if that's what you're searching for. 
be bold and telling people, especially when you know, like, you are not for me, okay? Because that saves everybody some time um, and heartache <laughs> if you just, if you're straight up, especially when you're serious about it. I mean, some of us just want to date and play around. And, hey, if that's what you're doing, then you do that. But when you're trying to take this walk, you have to be serious about what you say you're about. Um, have you gotten any negative feedback that you can think of from saying, oh, this is what I'm about? <clears throat> Uh, of course. Uh, you're gonna always get it, cause uh, one thing about it, Christ said that they hated him before they hated you. Right. So if you gonna if you gonna live and you know uphold his name, mm-hmm. and you living and walking by his ways, they gonna hate you. If they ain't living in, if they ain't living what you living, you gonna be hated. You gonna be you gonna be just like you gonna be talked about. And a lot of people will judge you on that particular thing. For instance, I also before the situation I just told you guys about uh, the young lady. It was mm-hmm. also another encounter before that. Well, this woman, she believes that there's a higher power, but she don't believe in a particular name, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Boy, that, I wasn't mad. I wasn't offended. But I had to let her know, like, oh, there's one true living God. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if you can't, you know what I'm saying, if you don't believe in him, that's fine. But I can show you the ropes. But if it's one thing to want to be led to Christ, but it's another thing to deny him. Mm-hmm. So it's one particular, this woman, I told her um, that I can't deal with someone unless she's Christ-like. And she was like, that's why I can't date Christian. That's why I don't like Christian. Because they think because we don't believe in the same God that we won't work together. <laughs> yes, that's correct. We got to be evenly yoked. Right. You know, we got to be evenly yoked. We can look good together. We can have a, our, both our bank accounts can be on swole. You can have a car. You can have an apartment. Both of y'all have everything. And, and, and you know, in the same sense. But when you get to that bedroom, when you when you go to arguing, who gonna pray for who? Hmm. How y'all how y'all relationship gonna hold up? You going right. that way, I'm going this way. Yeah, we got all the money in the world, but how we gonna how we gonna what if both of us lose what we got? What if both of us lose our house and our apartments? And hmm. you still gonna want me? Right. Hmm. Or you gonna want the sex and then go go search for somebody else? Hmm. Hmm. So that's why it plays you know a key role. You gotta be you gotta be evenly yoked. A drunker not gonna be good with a smoker. Hmm. Where the money going? <laughs> where, where, the, where the money going? Where the money? It's always going? gonna be a fight. It's always gonna be a fight. But when you both got Christ, y'all both got the people, the the one who made you, mm-hmm. the one who made you. Y'all got that in common. Y'all can go anywhere in the world y'all want to go. That's true. Hmm. Well, look. What are some of the steps that you take to remain faithful in in your walk? Diet. Your diet. Your diet is the key. Mm-hmm. Diet is key. I ain't talking about no food. Right. <laughs> well, uh, tell us about it. It's, it's what you it's what you it's what you put in your body every day. Okay. Um, it could be anything from inspirational music, gospel music, uh, praying throughout the day. Yeah. Um, reading your word is key. Oh, it's yeah. key. It's key because not only do the Bible give you instruction, it also puts that fear in you, that fear of Christ. It puts it in you. Because you find out the things that he do to people and the things that he do to help you come come out of bondage, it can scare you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not only scare you, it'll 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 lead you to him. Because right. you'll find out, okay, I dealt with this situation. You know what I'm saying? The Bible is a bunch of dilemma. It's a bunch of truth. It's a bunch of prosperity all in one book. A lot of people us, a lot of us people go to Zane books for these same things that we can get in truth in the Bible. Because mm-hmm, right. the Bible, let me tell you something about the Bible. It's real interesting. Once you start yeah. reading and you get into it, it does have a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely, I I definitely agree with the whole appetite thing because I think for me, not that I was like overly like into it before, but now I, you know, it is what you feed yourself, and so I don't even desire that um in that way. Like I just, you know, ask <laughs> God, like put the desire on hold because I'm gonna need it. Okay. Soon and very soon when you send my husband. But for now, <laughs> let's hold off on that. Um, and I don't really struggle with it. So, but for you, being that you are male and, you know, by science, you are uh-huh. allegedly more, you know, a little more sexual. Do you find it difficult to resist still? No. Okay. Uh, that being that, because I rebuke the devil when, I, when he, when he comes. You gotta yeah. rebuke him because you don't resist the devil; you assist in the devil. So when you those when those uh, ideas come to your mind, like "dang, I miss having sex with so and so," you gotta rebuke it. You gotta talk to say, right. like he talked to you. Right. You gotta say, 
I rebuke you, Satan. I don't want those things no more. That's um, that's my old life. Get right. out of my face. And he will flee. That don't mean he's not going to come again and try it with the same temptation. That just means he's going to leave at that point in time that you call him out. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So when when, when the temptation or those urges come up, you if that don't work, go 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 pray. You know what I'm saying? If that don't work, you got to go find something you love to do. If you like knitting, go go knitting. If you like bike riding, go get on the bike and ride a bike. If you like jogging, go jog. You got to do something to get your mind off the things that you used to do. And right. that's and, that, and that's the key. Right. So, um, what do you believe, you know, you've kind of already said this a little bit, but if you could just kind of wrap it up, what do you believe is a payoff in waiting to have sex with your wife? Eternity. Uh, life with Christ or life with God forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because don't nobody know when you're going to die. People die random. Like, you know, cars, cars is the number one uh, leading, leading death in uh, America. Right. So... You could be, you could leave your house, just got done having sex, then repent on your way to work, and boom. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, if you stay faithful to God, God's going to make sure it's taken care of. So, the payoff to that is eternal life. You know what I'm saying? If you live in by his commands, mm-hmm. God said, if you love him, you'll keep my commands. Right. Not if you love me, you will feed the homeless. Not if you love me, you will, you will make sure your mom and them straight. Mm-hmm. Now, if you love me, I pay my bills. Right. He said, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. And if that's one of his commands, you got to keep it. And he'll make sure you got everything, you know, in control. Everything's going to be taken care of. Right. But that's the payoff. That's the payoff. Eternal life and, and just and just the unmerited favor. You have so much favor on your life by keeping his commands. You can, you can lose your job today and have a job way better by tomorrow just by you living the correct lifestyle that he asked you to do. Hmm. Won't he do it? And, do <laughs> and I also, my friends laugh at me because <laughs> I always tell them, I'm like, y'all, I'm just letting y'all know right now. Okay, I'm getting married at um, 9 a.m. The reception <laughs> will be over by 12 because I got to go because there is sex to be had. <laughs> and so for, yeah, so for me, like, yes, it, it's definitely eternal life. Obviously, that's the main goal because I want to please God more than anything else. But I'm also like, I like, I just feel like, doing it the right way and having that connection that we talked about earlier with your husband, that oneness is so much freedom in that. And that has to probably be like the best sex ever. <laughs> yeah, because because you don't have to hide. Right. You don't right. have to hide no more. You know right. what I'm saying? Because now, if you do it in public, it's still the correct way because God said if you're married. You know right. what I'm saying? Now, of course, now, <laughs> right. now, of course, now of course it's going to offend some people. Some people are going to look at you as unruly. <laughs> But look, hey, look, check out my ring. Talk to my God about it. I'm married. Leave me alone. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, it's definitely a great thing. It's it's an awesome thing when you're married. And, and it's, it's oneness, man. God And God is well pleased. And a lot of people cannot wait. And it is a hard, it is a battle. I'm not telling you that it's going to be easy. Because Mm-mm. if it was easy, I wouldn't be on this podcast with you guys right. sharing my part of my story. It's a hard thing to do. Right. It's hard. But right. the only reason it will be hard if you're not fighting. Right. The fight is the biggest thing. You got to say, I want you, God, more than I want anything else. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but yes, I definitely agree. But my wife, boy, (laughs) well, I feel sorry (laughs) for Not sorry. That's in a good sense. That's in a good sense. Wait, so funny story. So Andre and I actually have spoken a couple of times before we actually got on here to record. And we were talking about adoption. I've always wanted to adopt. And Andre was like, oh, adoption. Oh, no. If my wife wants a child, she better come to me. Like, Man, look, look. I've been waiting on I've been holding off and waiting on that all the time. We're talking about so ladies out there nah, you know he already nah. told y'all this andre green what he is about you know <laughs> so nah, if you i got didn't... i got babies lined up for that for all that <laughs> so if you're that golly woman andre said you better I, get ready yes. to stretch or something i don't know yes you definitely gotta be a godly woman because i'm not i'm i'm willing to cut anybody off this this trying to you know interfere my walk with god and i hope that you all feel the same way because this is a serious matter right but man, just just stay prayed up. All the viewers or listeners, stay prayed up. It's it's not hard to beat. You know what I'm saying? You right. you get around some friends, get around some married friends, get around some single friends. You need both. 
Because mm-hmm. you don't want to, you can't get into a marriage and don't know what marriage is about. Okay. So you got to have married friends too, so they can kind of show you the ropes. Not just a person that's married, but someone that's, you know, marriage is flourishing. And get around some single mm-hmm. folks that's on the same path as you, so you guys can kind of encourage yourself. And when one falls, you know, you have those brothers or those sisters to lift you up if you do fall in sin. Right. You know, repent, repent and get right back to where you were. Get back on the path with God. Right. That's the most important thing. Because a lot of people, when they fall down, they stay. First, they miss one week of church, and they miss two weeks of church. Now they're just back into the world. Mm-hmm. And I lived that life, and it's a dangerous road because it's hard to get back. Right. It's hard to get back. Well, you know what? You have definitely blessed, uh, blessed us, and we really appreciate your perspective. And so that's just a good point to wrap it up, y'all. So we will, we, I can't even talk right now because <laughs> <laughs> my whole mind is like, Lord. Okay, husband, please. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, Andre. And we will be right back with our final thought. Thank you guys for having me. Y'all have a good evening. You too. All right, thanks. Hey, y'all. It's Ken here with the final thought. Listen, we are not saying that sex is bad because sex is not bad. Sex is amazing when it's done to fulfill its purpose. Mark 10, 6 through 9 says, But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together let no one separate sex is reserved for marriage and when done within a marriage it can be the most fulfilling and rewarding experience that you've ever had we all should strive to have that it is never too late to walk fully in god's promises and god wants to give those things to us we just have to follow his word Ephesians 5 and 3 says, But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. All we have to do is walk out on faith. God has our back. Remember, God is in the details. <laughs>